welcome to Pros and Dams. Welcome to the pod. We're in the pod. The pod. The pod. The, pod, the, the cast of pod. Cast a pod. How are you, Dams? I I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. Um, you know, I want to get psychological with this podcast. I know we have an, a, a topic in mind this time, but, um, you know, I'm grateful that everyone in my family is healthy. And none are quarantined none are, that none we know are quarantined of. that I know of that we care that about, we care about slash no, know about that. Those are good, not mutually good, good, exclusive. Good. And, but like, I feel like this is the, and I'm grateful for this because I know this is real. I know this is a real tragedy. I know this is real. I know this is affecting millions of people, but, from my perspective, bros, I feel like it's another snowstorm that's not coming. It feels like another snowpocalypse. And I guess that's to the credit of many, many people that it is like that, you know, that this. But I guess the kind of the overarching thing is, is how much of this was in our control and how much of this was out of human hands control. Because I guess that's where I kind of feel like I feel I feel like, oh, this has been a real annoyance. And I feel like, and I think this gets into what I wanted to talk to you about tonight, that this feels like annoyance. Is that not the, the best thing that you could be feeling in this? And is that not the, the best indicator that things are going as well as possible? Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, there's no way we could ever know you know, you can't play out that scenario and say, oh, well, if we didn't do this, this would have happened. Because we don't know. We don't know what would ha- what happens. Right. And if it was worse, I, then I would be like, oh, my God. It's bad. Right. We should have, somebody should have done something. How did we not know? <laughs> or if somebody did too much and saved all these people's lives. That's the other thing. I think we, I think maybe we save that for another section is the difference between you know, mortality and just, I don't think it has to be a death for it to be a very negative of, you know, very negative effect of COVID into a person's life or into their family. Um, you know, but what, what, ah, spending, spending a day in the ICU, you know, is a bad day, whether you die or not. Yes. Yes. Having to go to the hospital shouldn't be on anyone's bucket list. Right. So, yeah. I, so, I guess you asked how I'm doing. And I'm grateful. And I'm also truthful with you. I'm truthful with you and our listeners. And I'm, I'm, we don't I'm a lie. little annoyed. Sure. This, is, this, is, this has I been think, a pain in the ass. I think a lot of people have been annoyed. <laughs> oh, bros. No, that's, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about tonight was, um, a trend that I have seen and I don't want this to be targeted just towards my family, but I'm going to be using a lot of them as an example. 
And this is kind of weird because I think out of all the podcasts, this is the one that I've spoke most personally about. Is Well, please do tell. Is, um, you know, I was originally wanting one of these episodes to be about the Clearwater Beach and the Spring Breakers and how they're all, you know, all stupid 20-year-olds who are, you know, clearly don't care and not affected by this and don't care about the, you know, don't care about the hurt they're causing, you know, being infected and being a carrier because it only will, you know, give them a couple of days of a sore throat, but could possibly kill somebody else. And I was going to go with that and I had outrage, but today, not today, but over the last couple of weeks, and I've seen this in other families, big time in other families is, um, is um is the baby boomers pros the, the boomer boomer sooner the baby boomers everyone had this outrage over that ever ever the clearwater beach phenomenon of the spring breakers but i have seen it so much more prevalent and so much more hostile and so much more psychological when it comes to the baby boomers specifically Baby boomers who, my examples that I want to give tonight are the grandchildren, the grandparents off the grandchildren, and how I feel there should be a higher standard for maturity and sacrifice from these baby boomers than the 20-year-olds, and how I think because they're the same as the 20-year-olds, they're worse. Oh, sorry, pros. I got I got Google run second. One second here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this is a live podcast. We want to remind our audience of that. So that's all right. I just you know, I just li- unplugged Google. Out. My listeners do know that I do record from my patio. My daughter's here, and uh, she must have gotten into the Googles, and uh, the Googles were playing. But I have unplugged the Google. The Google is in my hand. So we are. Google free now in the in the patio slash recording um recording studio. Well let well let's go on a little pros and doms tangent. Google Alexa whatever personal listening device you have, a lot of these companies now are saying that if you're working from home, you gotta unplug them. Really? Yeah. For corporate espionage. Ooh, proprietary. Sorry. I'm not sure. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that that was not scripted. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> now, Alexa said she's not sure, but who knows? She's going to talk to me again because I said her right. name. She who shall not be named is not sure <laughs> if she's listening or not, which gives me questions. Which gives you pause. <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. And yeah, well, that's, that's going to blow up one day horribly. That's going to be season eight, episode four, I forecast. Oh, crap. Google knows everything that's happened up in my house for the last seven years. Nostradamus? <laughs> Nostragooglist. <laughs> no, I was trying to put your name in the thing. In what? Oh, that's Domus. Fine. 
Nostradamus. No, we don't need that. That is a t-shirt waiting to happen. That is amazing. Um, well, yeah, okay, so that's 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 real, and that just happened, but, but I guess to get back to the... <laughs> try to get this back on the rails, <laughs> because, you know, we can blame Google for all the times it's not on the rails. Um, right. What... Pros, what... I don't know where we go with this. I, I, I don't know the pros and doms of this. I can just tell you the doms tangent of this. Is I should how should we do this? Should I we talk generically about baby boomers? Do you want me to give me the story of of the, of what I've experienced? And how how should we go about this, bros? Yeah, get into the story. What's the what is the complaint about the baby bo- baby boomers? They're, what exactly is what's your beef? They're they're. And you have to validate the medical claim on this. They're the they're a vulnerable population. Okay. Com- and this you confirm this right? Pandemic, sure. Why? Yeah. Yeah. The, I don't see why they, they are. Be. They are sixty and above. Um, they're vulnerable. Um, my parents specifically. Uh, my mother is of poor health. My father has a few conditions. That make them more susceptible. And they were good. They were good with the quarantine for a while. Uh, I think the last time they saw them was about March 6th. Was the last time they saw my daughter. And two weeks ago. So not this week. So about they, get, they made it about three, three and a half weeks. And they went nuts. They went nuts, and they went full court press. They went ham sandwich. They went whatever term you wanted to go, and they said, we have to see our granddaughter. We have to see our granddaughter. I said, okay, let's. They have droids. We have, you know, we have apples. Pros and I use the apples. And uh, I said, we'll install Skype, and we'll do that. That's not acceptable. We need to see her. I said, okay, six Come on to the patio. We'll keep the door closed. And they're like, no, we need to, we want a hugger. I'm like, what? No, no, quarantine. No, no, we don't know if we have it or not. We know that Lily, my daughter, is under 14 years of age. So we know that the chances of her showing any symptoms whatsoever is next to nil. 36, I think I might have had it. I don't know. I, you know, a sore throat, muscle aches. That's just me drinking at the end of a, at the end of a night. Right. No, that's the, tr- that's the true crazy part of this is there's no definitive. It's not like you're HIV positive. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't have night sweats. You know, it's, you're either completely asymptomatic or it's hell. Or you're you're in the ICU and we don't know. And you know, and and of course then they had to spin it as a conspiracy theory, as me trying to be nasty. They didn't care. And this really took a toll on my daughter, my eleven year old daughter, who said, No, they can't do that. I don't want to be the one who gets him sick. And then, you know, it'll later come out she didn't want to be the one that would put him into the hospital or to kill them. 
Right. And I really applaud my daughter for showing the level of maturity. And that's what really kind of, at that point when she told me that, bros, that's what kind of really spun this thing. That's when I said, oh, wait, let's go against the 20-year-old co-eds who wanted to be on the beach and had to have their spring break. Um, let's, you know, but, you know, then what, how, how can they be held to a higher standard than a 60 year old who is directly putting themselves into harm's way? And a fun tangent to this was I talked to my aunt who was a baby boomer and said, yeah, no, you have to be quarantined. Everybody needs to be quarantined. That just makes sense. And she said, Kevin, they just got back from Florida. They left their winter plans early to get the hell back here to New York. And they said, you know, the first outbreak of this on a cruise ship was February 9th. And she said, we watched the news, Kevin. A reporter went down to Cape Canaveral to the port and was interviewing people as they were walking on. They're like, do you know there was a COVID outbreak on a ship? Why are you getting on this thing? <clears throat> and they said, oh, well, we heard about it, but we've been planning this thing for years. And it was baby boomers who didn't want to lose their deposits, who didn't want to lose anything. Now we have, what, 90-some ships, tens of thousands of people stranded in ports who need, want to get back from Miami, who are stranded because the Coast Guard's not letting them on, and they're all infected with COVID. Well, that's the, that's the trouble with this thing, isn't it? I mean, we don't, nobody knew, I mean, we did know a little bit at the time, but nobody really knew. I mean, it's just like when we get the snowstorms up here and then people cancel their plans or choose to go through with them, you know, there's an 80% chance that it's really going to be nothing. There's a 15% chance that it might be something. And then there's a 5% chance it might be the worst snowstorm that we've ever had. Right. And you're stranded in a cabin for 20 days. Right. The hindsight's 2020 on it. And you have to have a certain threshold for canceling plans. They weren't hearing of people dying on the cruise ships just yet. Right. Right. You know, they were dying left and right in China, but that was China. So if I can get down and be able to snorkel, I'm good. And you're right, that, that, well, the, that's hindsight, but come on, pros. I, I don't well, know. Well, the other, pro- the other problem is, too, I mean, the, these outbreaks have happened before with SARS. And nobody had SARS up here. You know, it, there wasn't the precautions being taken, the outbreak spreading. It was kind of limited to one region, which was China. And sure, it may have been bad there, but nobody else experienced that. So when we heard about this happening, we all just thought it was another SARS outbreak. Or Ebola in Africa. Right. Ebola in Africa is killing everyone in Africa. We were waiting waiting for it to come here, and it just never did. So even with the knowledge that it was on the cruise ships, I don't know. Would you have gotten on a boat? Yeah. On February 9th? Mm -hmm. You would Mm -hmm. have gotten on the Mm -hmm. boat, right? Yeah, I would have too. But there again, and I want to make it relative. I don't feel that, 
I, and that's the theme that's, that's what I really want to pros and doms this for. And that's what I really want to get back to on this. I don't feel that the baby boomers being in a very, in a, in a, in a vulnerable and a higher risk population is putting in the extra diligence in guarding themselves in that. If I don't have it, if I'm not sick, if I'm not in the ICU, I want to live my life. I'm getting bored here. I need to see my granddaughter. I don't want to spend more time with my husband that I really wasn't that enthralled with to begin with, let alone quarantined with. I believe that we all have a responsibility to limit our travel, limit our exposure, limit our, our interaction with people. But personally, What's pros, the... it's got to be more. It's got to be a higher standard for somebody who's in a vulnerable population. What's the, uh, this is an interesting question. What is the plus or minus for how many months you're willing to sacrifice for this? At what point do you just literally stop caring anymore? I, I... What, if I had, what if I told you you had to be quarantined like this for 36 months? And it'll all go away. I think that would suck. You would, you would willingly do it, though? Three years taken off of your life, of any quality of life, other than going to work? Well, I think that, that, I think that what if better suits the theme of, of this if I was... A baby boomer if I was above 65 years of age you know what are they trying to do they're bored so go to a movie theater bros they're bored go right. to a museum they're bored go to a restaurant and eat out oh wait the only thing you want to do is because it's the only thing you can do it's the only thing you can do is go visit other family because you can't distract yourself we're going to the movies, going out to the theater, going out and seeing anything. You know, and I have to say this. I had to look at my daughter, bros, and said, I don't think that Mima and Pop Pop are willing to risk their life to just give you a hug. We have so much right. face assistive technology, face-to-face -face technology. They can have so much interaction with you all the time. I don't feel a hug or a kiss. They're willing to risk their life for that. So if that's all they want, but that's not what they're willing to risk their life for, they must be saying to themselves, self, this isn't a problem. And you're right. We're in upstate New York. It is not as bad. You have to say that. You have to admit that, pros. It is not as bad as being in a hot zone. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, I'm just playing the dark side of this just, just for the conversation piece, but... I mean, we're obviously not going to be quarantined for 36 months. Right. But what, you know what? My grandmother, who's 100 years of age, is probably going to be quarantined for at least 18 months at 100 years of age. And you know what? I would think 18 months for a 100-year-old would have much higher value than 18 months for a 65-year-old. But let's get back to the, the pros and doms of COVID. You're either vaccinated or you could get it. 
I'm not the medical one. Tell the, me I'm wrong here. That, well, that's the ultimate thing is when when it becomes like getting the flu shot, getting the COVID shot, then I think none of us are going to be panicked about it. However, there again, you're going to have a crew of anti-vaxxers saying that it's poisoned or mind control or something like that. So you got to enforce that, you know, the majority of people get it. 85 to 90% for herd immunity. And that's, you know, we have the same problems with the flu shot. The flu's awful. I've seen people die in the hospital of the flu. Why wouldn't you get the flu shot? We did a whole podcast about it. I still see people die from it. They didn't get their flu shot. I, I think there'd be a higher proportion of people willing to get vaccinated against COVID than the flu even though both of them are just as lethal to some extent. Right. It's just, well, COVID is a brand new disease is the problem, right? So a brand new disease has to go through the entire population and, you know, expose the most vulnerable. If influenza was brand new, this, this would be the same conversation as COVID. If, and if we had never heard of influenza before. Because the, the first time through the population, it's going to knock out everybody who's not able to fight it, right? But we've had, we've lived hundreds of years with the flu. So, you know, the population that's left has pretty good genes to fight it. Little mini evolution there. Um, if COVID had been around for 200 years before this, we wouldn't be talking about it today. Right. It wouldn't be a big deal. Now, granted, we'd have a vaccine against it, but still only like 20% of the population every year gets their flu shot. If that, I mean, I'm kind of making up numbers here, but I think it's a very small number. But you come out, and, and the amount of misinformation here with experimental drugs and things like that, I mean, you know, can you imagine all the people who would be in line to try an experimental drug for COVID, but still refuse to get a benign flu shot? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Something that's been tested on millions of people that we know has a one in 10 million chance of something going really wrong. <laughs> uh, but, um, but I want to bring okay. it back. The to C- CDC just said uh, 26.9% among adults for influenza vaccination rates. 26.9%. That's disgusting. Yet the line would be out the door for the COVID vaccination. Because the media has created enough fear for it. From something that's really just as bad, it's just not gone through the population yet. But get get back to it, sorry. No, 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 that's the pros and doms right there. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. If there was a news article on every person who suffered from the flu, it would just be like this. It would be the same. People absolutely die from the flu. That's just not reported because it's not new and hot. 
I've seen it firsthand. I will continue to see it firsthand. Nobody's going to be in line to get their flu shot. They give them away for free. Nobody's going to take it. People would spend their stimulus checks to get the COVID shot. (laughs) They were talking about uh, having like weekly testing. So like, you know, when you do the blood drives and you get the sticker that says I gave blood Mm -hmm. today. So they're talking about um, not just testing once, but sequentially testing people for a period of time. So then you'd wear the sticker that day that I'm COVID negative today. So that people can have more confidence in interacting with you. I saw a news article about that. How they were laying out the plans to kind of maybe do that. Like once every week, everyone gets their COVID test. Then you go out in public and people are like, oh, that's, this is fine because they were just tested, you know, 12 hours like ago. A scarlet letter. A reverse scarlet letter. Yeah. A reverse scarlet letter. The title of this podcast. <laughs> the reverse scarlet letter. Um, roll the credits. Uh, I don't know. And I think that's going to be a theme that, that, is, that is something that we cannot pros and doms. What it would, you know, I don't think pros and doms can take on the mindset or the what if of a 65-year-old, of a 70-year-old. Are you uh, at all interested in the phenomenon I've seen up here in Syracuse? The, um, so as you know, the supply of things to do when you go outside has decreased dramatically. But yeah, I, I go to a grocery store. I go to the Home Depot. It's still fairly empty. Right. Are you at all? Are you at all impressed with society for not choosing to do those things? Right. Finding a substitute recreation activity. Yeah, absolutely. I am good. Right. That. I can't. I can't go to TJ Maxx. I can't go to Marshalls. But I'm going to go to Home Depot and shop. And nose around and loiter. I I yeah. agree with that. I I guess. It's the only way I can maintain my outrage is, is talk about the microcosm. Is talk about, hey, you know, mother, my mother won't directly text me. She'll make my father's life a miserable hell, and Pop will keep pushing me like, hey, son, when are we going to, when can we see her? What's going on? It's, it's all right. And they are quarantining themselves. Every Wednesday, they get, uh, out back to go because they, they want to have something to look forward to which is as sad as you want it to be I don't really care that's not what the point of the podcast is is the point of the podcast or my, my, my mind is you asked me if I'd be willing to give up 36 months and at 37 years of age I'd say absolutely not that sounds like a prison sentence it's not a prison sentence self It's 10% of your life we're talking I don't, about here. Yeah. What? Well, 10% of the life you live so far. Oh, okay. Wow. Jesus, pros. Um, the, um, the, I thought you might have known something. Um, maybe I am in the vulnerable population. Yeah, watch yourself. Watch yourself. <laughs> um, no. The, I guess, oh, let me get back here. Let me get it back. It's, 
No, three years sounds like a prison sentence. It's not a prison sentence. It's not going to prison. Quarantining and and walking and sp- Qu- quarantining. Qu- I want to make it a verb. Okay. Let me make it a verb, pros. That's the title of the podcast tonight. Baby boomers quarantining. Um, Is this kind of like Europe, what they do every year? You know, like all of France takes the whole month of July off. Right. Right. Is this something maybe our society needed as just like a let's everybody chill out for let's a month? Let's reset our crazy lifestyle. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I guess it's just. Is it the worst thing to sit home for a month and just no. enjoy your house and watch some Netflix? I, I don't and... think so. But to get back to your what if, three mm-hmm. years it seems hellacious. What if I cut that in half for you? 18, 18 months. months seems hellacious. Two months. I'll cut it in half again. Seems hellacious. Nine months. So let me, you're gonna have to. You got to be exponential with this. I don't got the time for that. Two, four and a half. Four and a half months at doing exactly this seems bad, but doable. And that's at 37 years of age and knowing my probability for being violently ill from COVID. What I can't right. understand. Is that when my when the mortality rate and you've talked about this the mortality rate for a thirty year old versus mortality rate of a seventy year old is is significantly higher. Is when those are the stats given to me, it will suck more because I have less years left on my life but the importance will be much higher. And all I'm saying is, pros, is I agree with you on that Home Depot. I agree with you on that Walmart. You can see that, the importance. You can see them not going out for the sake of going out. But that's not to say that they're not, they're seeing their grandchildren and their significant others and their, their family is much higher on the list than a rando day to Walmart. And what, right. and, and I guess what this, I would like to kind of, I guess we can wrap this up is, is it the responsibility of the younger generations, Lily's father, a millennial, protecting Lily, Lily counseling me because it's, I feel it's my horrible responsibility because she didn't choose my parents. I didn't choose my parents, but she even choose, chose her grandparents less than I did. Fair enough. Is it our responsibility in this COVID landscape to keep them? To keep them sane? To, to talk some sense into them? Who, what, what? How does it break down? I don't know. You got to give me pros on I need I need the pros. The Doms is... Alive in this podcast and in my head, I, 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 like most times I come to you, it's, it's for the pros. Make sense of this for me, pros. It's, so you're saying the risk should go up proportionally to the values you put on one month of your life, right? Because a five-year-old doesn't put much value on one month of their life, right? right. But a, a 90-year-old sure would. Right. A 100-year-old, I can't see how they wouldn't. Every day is a gift at that point. 
But that equal factorial, or I'm not good with math, but you know that, that on that flip side is that that 100-year-old is much more likely to, to die from a COVID infection. Right. So that's the, that's the value proposition. That's the, balance, that's the balancing act here. But they're much more likely to see the other problem I have with that is they're much like, more likely to die from the flu. Right. They're much more likely to die from any other infection they would get. They've just never had this introduced to their immune system before is the only thing that you can kind of say to yourself to keep yourself sane. Right. I've never had this in my immune system before. I don't know how my body is going to react to it. I've had the flu before. Yeah, it would suck. I don't know if I'd be willing to give up six months of my life or wreck the American economy over it. This, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But that's the, that's the ultimate question here, is if it really is just a two-month stop the spread, and then we all go back to normal, it's worth it, I think. Hopefully. Right. But, but there again, we're always left with that. We don't know. And it, it, we don't know it, what, what would have happened if we didn't do and, this. And listeners, there will be a follow-up podcast to this, because we will have a COVID podcast after a month after the quarantine and that'll give us three months and we will still be talking about if my grandma should be going out in public without a vaccine you know obviously china hit some of the numbers but i think they had the strictest lockdowns of anybody so we can't we can't look at any one country and say well they did nothing we can look at mexico they haven't done anything and they haven't had any outbreaks but we know that's not true. That's just because the border shut down between the U.S. and Mexico and nobody who's COVID positive is going into Mexico right now that we know right. of. You know, South America, as far as I know, is relatively spared from this. We will find out. Right. I don't know. I, I kind of wanted just to, I guess the thesis of tonight was just kind of keeping a very microcosm to this this thing that i was dealing with so is so is antarctica they've been relatively spared from this as well well that's because they're ice solated so much Ooh, i like i like what you did there uh, i don't know yeah i don't know I was, there wasn't gonna there wasn't gonna be a a wasn't going to be a consensus on this. It was just me wanting to vent and just be just as frustrated, if not more at the end of this thing than at the beginning of it. I don't know. Yeah, we still had more We still had more to unwind, but uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, this season is going to be probably dedicated to this in some way or another. We're going to tangent off of it. We'll come back to it. Don't worry. We're here. Yeah. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think we'll wrap up this pros and doms. Stay tuned for next time where we go on more verbal misadventures and have a good night.